And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the Skype line with us today is Dr. E. Calvin Beisner, founder and national spokesman for the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. Cal, it's an honor to have you on with us today. Well, thanks very much, Dan. It's it's an honor to be with you. You cover a lot of important issues there at the Cornwall Alliance, and sometimes I'll bet you find that it's hard to even talk with people because of some of the presuppositions they come to the table with. And lately we've been hearing a lot about, um, let's call it the woke, <laughs> the woke movement, um, yes. with their um, emphasis on critical race and gender theory and victim intersectionality. And there's so many new words for those of us who are a little bit older. Sometimes it's hard to capture and grasp what on earth are these people talking about with all these new words? So can we uh, talk about that a little bit today? How can you even communicate with people when they're speaking uh, another language almost? Yeah, uh, and of course, you know, languages add add to their vocabularies all the time, and so we shouldn't uh, feel particularly uptight about that. The fact that words are new, that that uh, concepts are new, shouldn't disturb us. What might disturb us is when new concepts contradict old concepts that we find for sure are true. You know, and and uh, we can't just presume that. Uh, we have to be willing always to test all things and hold fast what is good, as Paul tells us in First Thessalonians five twenty one, and that can even include our old ideas. Uh, I remember once, uh, long ago, as a as an undergraduate student. Uh, I was in a course with uh, now the late uh, Dr. Dallas Willard, a wonderful Christian professor uh, of philosophy at the University of Southern California. And uh, in in light of another course that I was taking where the uh, the truth of the New Testament was being uh, attacked and particularly where the resurrection of Jesus was under attack, I said to Dr. Willard, you know, what if, uh, what if the arguments against the resurrection turn out to be right? What if Jesus didn't really rise from the dead? And Dr. Willard responded to me, well, Cal, then Jesus, who said he was the way, the truth, and the life, would want you to uh, not believe that he rose from the dead. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> you know, uh, Jesus did rise from the dead. I mean, the, uh, the, the New Testament testimony to that is overwhelming. The historical evidence for it is overwhelming and so on. But uh, we do, if we're going to be intellectually honest, we do have to be willing to reconsider our own prior ideas. And so when the woke movement, or uh, that's kind of a new term for the progressive movement, which has been around for about 130 years or so, uh, when the woke movement tells us that justice is something very different from what we as as Christians, and for that matter, uh, Jews, and most people in the whole history of Western civilization have considered justice to be, you know, we have to be honest enough, we have to be uh, open-minded enough to be willing to rethink those matters. And so when it comes, for example, to uh, what we refer to as critical race theory or critical gender theory, critical legal theory, all of these, uh, you know, the, the common term in them all, of course, is critical. 
And the idea in this uh, stems from the work of what's called the Frankfurt School of Cultural Marxists, uh, people who had, uh, who had embraced the ideas, the thinking of Karl Marx, uh, and yet who realized even as early as oh, the 1930s and 1940s that Marx's notion of class conflict uh, driven by a rivalry between capitalists, that is, those who own capital and employ workers in using that capital to produce goods and services and then trade those goods and services, uh, Marx's idea of an inevitable conflict between the, the, the class of the owners of capital and the class of the workers, the, uh, the employees, was obviously turning out to have been quite mistaken. Uh, the very places where Marx had predicted that you would have uh, communist revolutions occurring first, uh, places like Great Britain and North and America and so on, they not only weren't happening, but things were going the opposite direction. And there was obviously uh, wonderful economic growth going on and, and the working class was rising uh, even more rapidly than the, the capital-owning class. So these folks in the Frankfurt School uh, began to look for other ways to generate conflict other than just simply uh, economic class and whether people were owners or employees in businesses. And what they, what they focused on were things having to do with, uh, with uh, race, with gender, with um, uh, ethnic background, uh, and then also with uh, with even sort of intellectual uh, uh, groups to which people were attached, you know, the academics versus the uh, the uh, people outside of the academy. And so the 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 uh, the Frankfurt School launched this critical theory that said basically, look, the legal systems of all of the Western nations, the basically capitalist nations, the legal systems are uh, are loaded against ordinary people, and especially they're loaded against women. They're loaded against people of color. Uh, they are the legal systems are all designed to support white male uh, hierarchy, white male supremacy, and so these legal systems need to be broken down. They need to be replaced. Um, and the conflicts that they that they point to then become the conflicts between males and females, the conflicts between whites and blacks, or uh, you know Amerindians or Asians and so on. Uh, the the conflict between uh, heterosexuals and homosexuals and so on, and they use all of these conflicts to generate. Uh, the breaking down of the general legal structure of Western societies. And that's what we see in the woke movement. It's what we see in the progressive movement. And indeed, our, our legal structure is under serious attack. And at the very heart of that is a questioning of the very meaning of justice. You know, when Micah, when the prophet Micah, uh, under the inspiration of God, says in Micah chapter 6, verse 8, he has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? 
you know, what does justice mean? Uh, what did Micah have in mind? What did the Holy Spirit have in mind when he spoke of our doing justice? And that is the that's really the the central point of the entire woke movement, and it challenges very seriously uh, the the uh, the woke movement's understanding of justice, typically expressed by the phrase social justice. Challenges the whole historic Judeo-Christian biblical Western understanding of justice, and that's what I talk about in in a, a book that I've written, a short book. Uh, called Social Justice Versus Biblical Justice, How Good Intentions Undermine Justice and Gospel. Uh, that's excellent. And um, Sorry maybe, I went on so long. No, that's, that's <laughs> great. I, I provide some foundation. I really enjoy listening, so um, that's, that's how I can get educated. Um, this little booklet, um, is it uh, available? Is it easily available, readily available? It is. It is. Through the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. Uh, if people would like to buy bulk copies, and, and we've found that a lot of people do wind up doing that even after they've gotten their own first copy. They come back to us and say, oh, can I get 10, 15, 20, mm. 50 of these? Uh, a lot of pastors are the, using these in their churches and so on. Uh, if they'd like to buy bulk copies, they can go to cornwallalliance.org. That's cornwallalliance.org. Click on the shop uh, uh, tab up at the top of your page, uh, and under that, click on books, and just go down until you find social justice uh, in there, and they can buy them that way. But um, we will often also be glad to send a totally free copy uh, to anyone who requests it as our thanks for a donation of literally any size. doesn't matter how small. Of course, you know, we'd like donations <laughs> to be generous. Uh, it helps the ministry to work. <laughs> we, we would go broke if, if it didn't. But uh, literally any size donation. Uh, if people will just go to cornwallalliance.org, click on the Donate button, and then fill out the donation form, and in the uh, comments field, just write in social justice, uh, we'll be glad to send them a uh, a free copy, uh, and they can get acquainted with it that way, and then they can think about whether they'd like to get multiple copies. Oh, that's beautiful. And um, this has been very helpful to understand the, the genesis of this critical um, thinking, critical theory. Uh, I almost pause using the word critical because uh, it's, it's terribly biased uh, against Love, joy, peace, you know, the, the very things that are brought to us by the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And, of course, critical theory is not by any means the same thing as critical thinking. That's right. You know, critical thinking is what Paul tells us to do in First Thessalonians 5.21. Test all things, hold fast what is good. Uh, critical theory is an entirely different thing altogether. Yeah. So, folks, you want to get this booklet, uh, Social Justice versus Biblical Justice, and uh, that website is cornwallalliance.org, and uh, Cornwall is spelled like the little town in upstate New York near Newburgh, mm -hmm. and that's the spelling of, of Cornwall and Alliance, you know that, 
org and like the town of West Cornwall, Connecticut, which <laughs> yeah. is where where a small gathering of about thirty five scholars on environmental stewardship happened back in nineteen ninety nine, and from that came the Cornwall Declaration on Environmental Stewardship, and out of that eventually grew the Cornwall Alliance. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, I've been thinking also. Um, maybe we could talk briefly about. Uh, the environment, um, we're Christians, and Christians mm-hmm. naturally have uh, a desire to protect the earth, to um, take dominion for the Lord Jesus Christ, for his honor and glory, um, and not ruin the earth. Can we talk a little bit about the environment and, and some of the issues that you see as as head of the Cornwall Alliance? Yeah, sure. I mean, of course, we do that all the time at the Cornwall Alliance. Um, and this particular topic that we started off with today on social justice and the woke movement and so on, it's kind of a sidelight for us, although it's been a, a very important part of my work for about 35 years. Uh, but at the Cornwall Alliance, we're, we're a network. I, I think you know this. Uh, uh, but uh, we're a network of just under 70 Christian scholars, uh, about a third of us are natural scientists, uh, you know, physicists, chemists, uh, geologists, biologists, and so on, including some of the world's top climate scientists, by the way, uh, climate change being kind of the, the, uh, the uh, elephant in the living room of environmental issues nowadays, or the 800-pound gorilla. Uh, and then uh, about a third are economists and policy wonks. Uh, and then about a third are, are theologians, philosophers, ethicists, pastors, ministry leaders. And we work together to educate the public and policymakers on three things, simultaneously and woven into each other. What we call biblical earth stewardship. Uh, we're wanting to help people to understand how we can work together to enhance the fruitfulness, the beauty, and the safety of the earth to the glory of God and the benefit of our neighbors. Uh, The second is economic development for the very poor, which we find both through our study of scripture and through our study of history, that uh, it requires two things. One is a set of social institutions, including especially private property rights, entrepreneurship, uh, free trade, limited government, and the rule of law. And then also uh, access to abundant, affordable, reliable energy, especially in the form of electricity, but also in the form of of uh, transport fuels, and uh, we we recognize that uh, unfortunately a lot of the environmental movement, and particularly that that is committed to pushing the message of dangerous man-made global warming, wants to deprive the world of the most abundant, affordable, reliable energy sources that we have, namely fossil fuels, coal, oil, and natural gas, and nuclear and uh, hydro. And they want to replace especially the fossil fuels with wind and solar. The problem with that is that wind and solar are very diffuse, uh, very expensive, and very unreliable. The wind's not always blowing, the sun isn't always shining, and the, uh, the cost of making up for that intermittency is extremely high. So the result of that is to slow, stop, or even reverse the climb out of poverty of billions of people around the world. And then our third area is uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, together with the uh, the theology, the worldview, the ethics that come along with it out of the scriptures. So we try to tie all of these things together, and uh, 
We have a website that is just loaded with uh, good articles and some major papers. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Just go to Cornwall Alliance, uh, facebook.com slash Cornwall Alliance. And we have a, a YouTube channel. Uh, go to YouTube and go for Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. And uh, you can learn a lot there. Uh, we have videos available. In fact, on Tuesday nights now, we have a, uh, a live stream program on Facebook, uh, 7 o'clock every Tuesday night. So your, your listeners might want to, you know, come and, and view those as well. Oh, that's good. I, di- I didn't know that you had that. And I That's sit- a new thing. Yeah, I, I sit here thinking, wow, this would be um, really helpful, I would think, to um, homeschoolers or those that are oh, uh, starting to think about homeschooling now that things have been locked down for so long. You realize, well, you know what? I don't really need the public school anymore. There's a lot of stuff out there. Right. And I, I happen to have seen uh, one of the simple courses, you know, just for kids from the public school. And yeah, it was okay. But actually not much got covered by the time they got done uh, chatting with all the kids. And I'm thinking, wow, um, we could I, I saw how my wife did it. It was so much more um, efficient and so much more education was actually taking place. Now, today we're talking with Dr. E. Calvin Beisner, and uh, he heads up the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. And um, highly recommend this group, dear listener. Check them out, please. I, I think you would uh, learn a lot from them. We started talking about uh, some of the so-called woke movement with the critical Mm -hmm. legal race and gender theory and victim intersectionality and all these complicated words. Um, Now, contrast that with um, America. We're a a constitutional republic, and at our root, uh, we have a Judeo-Christian ethic, and um, I, I think that's worked very well in the past. Um, can you talk a little bit about America and, and some of the, founda- the the important foundational things of America? Yeah, uh, we could start right off with the Declaration of Independence, which uh, really relates very well to the whole issue of what what is justice, what are rights, and things like that uh, that uh, that are in dispute through the woke movement or the the progressive uh, critical race theory, critical gender theory movement. Um, The Declaration of Independence uh, in its key paragraph begins, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, I'll, I'll stop there. Now, it's particularly interesting to me, and uh, this would be partly in reference to a section of my book, Social Justice versus Biblical Justice, that the authors of the Declaration did not put it that among these are the rights to life, and the rights to liberty, the right to the pursuit of happiness. The, the, you notice the word to doesn't appear in there, and I think that's uh, it's something that's easy not to notice. <laughs> it's it's easy not to notice the absence of something, right? Mm. Uh, but it's it's actually, I think, quite crucially important because nowadays uh, we all tend to speak in terms of a right to this, a right to that, and you know, by and large, I don't think there's much of a problem with that, 
except that it really gets us ready to think in terms of rights being rights to benefits Ah. that others need to provide for us. Okay. Now the framers of the, of the declaration of independence and for that matter, the, the great thinkers in, in Christian theology and ethics through the centuries understood that rights are not rights to certain benefits that others are supposed to provide for us. Rather, rights are, are rights against harms. So when, when we say that we are endowed by our creator with certainly unalienable rights and that one of these is life, that doesn't mean I have a right for everybody else to provide everything I need to live. What it means is nobody else has a right to take my life away from me unjustly. Mm-hmm. There are conditions under which taking a life may be right in self-defense, in just warfare, as as punishment for uh, first-degree murder sure. and so on. Uh, but there, are, but there is no right for other people just to wantonly take my life away. Similarly, my liberty. I don't have a right for other people to do everything necessary for me to be free to do whatever I want to do. But I do have a right not to be kidnapped and enslaved. <laughs> See? Yes. So, properly understood, rights are negative. They are against harms. Hmm. They're not positive to benefits and we have responsibilities to acquire for ourselves through our own labor and in voluntary uh, non-fraudulent exchange with others uh, to acquire for ourselves the things necessary to support our lives uh, to maintain our liberty uh, and to pursue our happiness but we don't have a right for other people to provide those things for us. Mm. So that's a, a section of the booklet uh, in which I discuss the difference between positive and negative rights. And I think that's something that is, is largely ignored. Uh, but if we're going to do justice, as Micah 6.8 says the Lord requires of us, we need to understand these things and, and not get confused as to what true rights are. Uh, justice, as I argue in the booklet, means rendering impartially and proportionally to everyone his due in conformity with the righteous standard that is God's moral law. Uh, justice doesn't mean giving everybody what he wants. Yes. It means rendering what is due. Well, this is exciting. And um, again, dear listener, would encourage you to um, get a copy of this booklet, Social Justice versus Biblical Justice, and uh, that is available from the CornwallAlliance.org website. And we're talking with the head of the Cornwall Alliance right now. And we're fast running out of time. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about was um, today I happened to trip across uh, a phrase. I hadn't really thought about it before, but it's pushed uh, apparently by the woke crowd. Uh, something called Universal Basic Income. And this kind of this goes along with your idea of, of of a rights to benefits rather than rights against harm. I would think. Yeah, it does. And as I discuss in the section on positive versus negative rights, 
you know, justice is a transcendent universal concept, and therefore it shouldn't change over time, right? Now, if justice yes. gives everyone a right to basic income, to basic food, to basic health care, to basic education, and so on, then we immediately have to confront the question, well, basic by the standards of what community and of what century? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for the vast majority of human history, the vast majority, like 99% of all human beings lived on on the equivalent of less than a dollar a day mm-hmm. uh, in income, in purchasing power. Uh, f- typically, they had uh, diets consisting of well under 2,000 calories per day. Uh, they didn't go to school at all. They never learned to read. Um, they didn't have any medical care, or if they did, it was probably more dangerous than not having it. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I'm serious about that, absolutely serious. Mm. Uh, and and uh, you know, on and on. So we can't we can't even define what we mean by universal basic income on any objective, uh, transcendent uh, standard. Mm. And so besides the fact that that confuses rights uh, as negative rights against harm with rights as positive rights to benefits, in addition to that, there's no way to define what you really mean by a basic income. What's a basic income in America today compared with a basic income in uh, Spain today or a basic income in Bangladesh today? And indeed, if rights should be universal to all human beings – why would we have a different standard in America from the standard in Bangladesh? Uh, you know, all of these yes. questions arise, and the fact is, it is not possible to fulfill the so-called positive rights to you know an income or an education and so on without violating the negative rights of other people. I cannot have the state provide for me food or clothing or shelter or education or health care or basic income, right? The state cannot do that for me without taking away property that belongs to other people. Mm-hmm. Well, that violates their right against harm. So positive rights are inherently self-contradictory, and the attempt to fulfill them violates real rights, which are negative rights against harm. I feel like we've uh, gotten a full day of education in just uh, 26 minutes. Today, today we've been talking with Dr. E. Calvin Beisner of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. Their website, cornwallalliance.org. You can get this booklet. It's wonderful. Social Justice versus Biblical Justice. Uh, Dr. Beisner, thank you so much for joining us today. Dan, thanks very much for having me on the program. I really enjoy every time that you and I speak. And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer 